Welcome to the tea show. Oh, thank you. I am your host, T, and tonight we're going to dive into the Two at Tea series where we talk about people who triumphed against all the odds. Can you guess who this is, Two at Tea? He grew up in a tough Jamaican neighborhood plagued by gang violence in Queens, New York City on July 6, 1975 to a drug dealer mom who was only 15 years old. She turned to dealing cocaine in order to support her son and eventually became one of the most feared drug dealers in Queens. When he was eight years old, she died in a mysterious fire. His father left him with his grandmother to raise him. He adored her, but she had nine other children in her care, so he spent a lot of time on the streets. He started boxing at the age of 11 and fought at the junior level because he wanted to be able to defend himself. In order to make ends meet, he followed in the footsteps of his mother and started selling crack by the age of 12. By the age of 15, he would bring guns and drugs to school. As he explained in Newsweek, he had to fend for himself because he did not want to burden his grandmother. I didn't want to ask her for a pair of Air Jordans when I knew she couldn't afford them, so I began working to get my stuff and not stress her out. By the time he was 19, he had dropped out of high school and was the neighborhood drug kingpin, bringing in about $150,000 a month. An undercover police officer arrested him for selling four vials of cocaine, and when his home was raided three weeks later, police found crack and heroin and arrested him again. Sentenced to three to nine years, he had a reflection of where his life was headed. Despite being sentenced, he instead went to a boot camp for six months and got his GED. He spent time listening to his favorite musicians, including KRS-One and Run-DMC, and tried his hand at writing his own rhymes. He began rapping in a friend's basement where he used turntables to record over instrumentals. In 1996, a friend introduced him to one of his boyhood idols, Jam Master J of Run-DMC. Jay taught him how to count bars, write courses, structure songs, and make records. His first appearance was on React with Onyx for their 1998 album, Shut Him Down. He credited Jam Master Jay for improving his ability to write hooks, and Jay promised to produce his debut album, but it was never released. In 1999, he left Jam Master Jay and signed with Columbia Records for a reported $65,000 advance. They sent him to an upstate New York studio where he produced 36 songs in two weeks. 18 were included on his 2000 album, Power of the Dollar. His popularity began to grow after the successful, controversial underground single, How to Rob, which he wrote in a half-hour car ride to a studio. Two days before he was scheduled to film the Thug Love music video, he was involved in a shooting. On May 24, 2000, as he was sitting in his car outside his grandmother's house, he was shot night times in the hand, arm, hip, both legs, chest, and left cheek. He spent two weeks in the hospital surviving the attack. The alleged attacker, Daryl Baum, Mike Tyson's close friend and bodyguard, was killed three weeks later. He has said of the shooting, After I got shot nine times at close range and didn't die, I started to think that I must have a purpose in life. How much more damage could that shell have done? Give me an inch in this direction or that one, and I'm gone. In the hospital, he was dropped from Columbia Records due to the shooting and blacklisted by the recording industry because of his song, Ghetto Kuran. Unable to work in a U.S. studio, he went to Canada after his recovery and made several low-budget recordings with his friends Lloyd Banks and Tony Yayo as a crew called G-Unit. 
Their efforts came to the attention of Eminem and Dr. Dre, who heard his Guess Who's Back mixtape in 2002 and signed him jointly to their labels Shady Records and Aftermath Entertainment for a reported $1 million. His first claim to fame came in the form of his debut album, Get Rich or Die Trying, in 2003. Just days after it debuted, it sold almost 1 million copies and made it to number one on the Billboard charts. Rolling Stone gave it a thumbs up. His rhymes are average, but his lisp, his exaggerated delivery, and the beats backing him push this collection over the edge, rave the Los Angeles Times. He was nominated for five Grammy Awards and won five World Music Awards. In October of 2003, he purchased the house of ex-boxing champ Mike Tyson for $4.1 million. In addition, he purchased a fleet of SUVs, all of which were bulletproof. As he explained to Ebony Magazine, no matter how successful you are, you've got to take precautions. He even took the added precaution of wearing a bulletproof vest every day along with his son. We'll be right back after this short break. Now back to our story. He continued releasing albums. His innate business sense led him to invest in a lot of profitable ventures in gaming, liquor, book publishing, footwear, apparel, and video games, the first of which was a vitamin water drink in 2004 called Formula 50, which reportedly netted him $100 million when the company was sold to Coca-Cola in 2007. He's also started two film production companies that produce low-budget action thriller films. Over the years, he's also invested in shares and bonds, which enabled him to secure millions of dollars. He's also achieved fame as an actor appearing in films such as Freelancers, Setup, blood out before I self-destruct and a semi-autobiographical film, Get Rich or Die Trying. In 2006, his girlfriend Shaniqua Tompkins gave birth to a son and sued for $50 million to take care of him. Her appeal was rejected as the judge called it a love affair gone sour. He dated model Daphne Joy for some time after that and had a child together who at the age of two modeled for a headphone brand and earned more than half a million dollars from the deal. He credits Eminem to be the one person who trusted him when no one else did. He has sold nearly 30 million copies of his records and is the recipient of many music awards. His legal and financial problems began to mount when he was sued by Lestania Levinston, a girlfriend of Rick Ross, for releasing a sex tape online without her permission. A jury found him liable for $7 million in damages in July 2015. That and another case prompted him to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, and he was ordered in 2016 to pay his creditors $23 million over five years. He paid it off after only months, helped by a settlement in his favor from a legal malpractice case. That same year, he was also finally sold his lavish Connecticut mansion in Farmington that had been on the market for years for a modest price of $8 million. He was worth $150 million, but despite his financial troubles, he is still worth reportedly $30 million. Can you guess who this is to a T? This is American rapper, record producer, businessman, and actor, Curtis James Jackson, better known as 50 Cent. Thanks for listening. I am T signing off until next weekend. In the meantime, always remember, you are a shining star. So always go after your dreams.